Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Girl, You Are Amazing. We are so excited that you're here today. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jessica Green, and I'm the owner of Girl, You Are Amazing. This is a community, community that is dedicated to helping females of all ages increase their self-esteem, learn to love themselves on a whole nother level, and be self-insured in the decisions and the relationships that they enter into. We are so excited to have a wonderful guest with us today. Her name is Jewel K. Rimmer. She is a woman with many titles behind her name. Ladies, we are in for a treat. And today we're going to be talking about COVID and your mental health. And I'm going to let Jewel introduce herself and tell us a little bit more about her. Hello, I'm Jewel Rimmer and I'm with the Ultimate Choice Consulting. I am actually an entrepreneur. Um, I work with families, children, uh, adults, geriatrics. I'm a licensed therapist, and I also um, do consulting work, so that's who I am, but most of all, I'm a child of God, yes. and I follow His vision for me. Yes, that is beautiful, and that's why we wanted to connect you with Jewel. Like I said, she is amazing, and today, like I said, we wanted to talk about, we all know what's going on in the world, no matter where you are you're somehow affected by COVID. So we want you to protect your mental health. So we're gonna ask Jewel a few questions because she is an expert on this. And we're gonna ask her a few questions to help you at home. So the first thing, Jewel, I wanted to ask you, with everything going on right now, and I know it can be emotionally draining as well, but who tends to be at a higher risk of, you know, just being depressed or affected by this pandemic? Well, that's a very good question. And the thing is, is that because Everyone handles stress differently. Yes. We have across the board with the demographics that anybody with this pandemic could be at risk for stress. Oh, wow. So it's not defined in one specific area. However, we do have um, where ch females tend to suffer with depression at a higher rate that are actually diagnosed. Yeah. So we have to be more mindful of if you are a teenager or a mother, a single mother, or just a mother as, as a whole with children and a husband, we have to be very mindful that uh, women are at a higher percentage to, to actually be diagnosed with depression. Wow. It's not that men don't have it, but it, it is that that's the fact. Wow, as you know with Girl You're Amazing, that's what we're here to support females. So what are some signs that we should look for when it comes to, you know, females and depression or even juveniles as well? Can you give us something to look for? Yes. Give me one second. I have my everything together because I want to, so that you can tell what to look for. Excellent. If you have children, uh, adolescents, juveniles, um, some things to look for, and I'm just going to give you a comparison. Okay. Give you a comparison of what it looks like in an adult versus what it looks like in children. Okay. In adolescence. Um, and basically what this is, is that they have to have at least five of these symptoms. Use my phone here. You know, techie stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, and... It has to last for at least two weeks. Okay. So when you're looking at an adult, depressed mood most of the day, 
Whereas with the child, it might be irritability, um, listening to songs that are that are melancholy, um, meets that have no meaning with life. Um, the second one would be for adults, a distant a disinterest in things that they normally would like to do. Okay. Now, with, when we look at children, a loss of interest in the, the video games. Like if your child is an avid video player, male or female, but if they start not wanting to do that and hang around their friends, that's something for you to look at. Yes. Um, significant weight loss or weight gain. That's with the adult. Then on the other side, you have failure for them to gain their normal weight. Um, that's when they start having the eating disorders, anorexia, bulimia. Um, that's more often, or they start feeling sick a lot. Mm -hmm. They talk about aches and pains. Um, they don't want to go to school if they were avid in school and they want to start not wanting to be in school. And uh, With the adults, we start to feel more lethargic, mm. just fatigued and tired most of the time. Well, when you have the, um, the children, they may start running away from home or excessive computers at night or refusing to get up for school in the morning. Not the lethargic, how we feel, tired, like, oh, man. With the kids, it's like they're excessive TV watching, binge watching at nighttime. Those are the things that you have to look for with your children. Wow. And so somebody said, oh, that's just an average teenager. You have to be careful that you just don't put it in a category as an average teenager because sometimes those things are not that. Um, with the adults, loss of energy, okay. fatigue, Decre decreased concentration, adults, okay. children, oppositional. This is where you're going to start seeing those negative behaviors. Okay. If you had a good child, oh, my child has always been good. When they start becoming over-irritable and you're, you're trying to figure out what's going on with you. If they were excelling in school, the grades start, mm -hmm. grades start failing. They, wanna, they start uh, skipping school or they're absent from school. If these things are out of the norm, okay. they're trying to shield their depression. They don't want anybody to see that. Because they know something's wrong, they don't want people to see it. So they won't be around their friends. So let me ask you a question, June. Mm -hmm. So what is it about situations like this, like this pandemic that we're in, what is it about these situations that has such a negative impact on such a large number of people? Okay. One thing that I want to really share with that, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people don't understand this, Okay. because I've had an influx of teenagers and uh, preteens that have come in with anxiety. Anxiety and depression. They're more anxious now about doing the virtual schooling. Not because they don't like computers. Mm -hmm. Not at all. That's not the reason why. The reason why what a lot of people don't understand is that our children, and we as a whole, mm -hmm. have been institutionalized to think, and, then, and usually when people think about institutions, they think about prisons or mental health wards where people don't get to go home, but no. We have actually institutionalized our children because if you think about it, when they get up in the morning, they're told, you got to get up at this time. You got to get on the bus at this time. You get in the classroom at this time. You can't go to the bathroom unless you ask. You can't, when the bell rings, you got to get here by this time. Wow. So if you've been doing this since they've been kindergarten and you have an 11th grader, and then all of a sudden, with no warning, You've taken and given them all this responsibility mm -hmm. that you've taken for them for all those years. So they don't know how to manage. 
They know how to do the schoolwork, but they don't know how to manage the breaks. They don't know how to, when they're walking through the hall and the socialization with their friends, all of that was taken away from them. So they're having anxiety because they're still expected to do the same amount of work without the actual ability to do it. They haven't been trained to do it. We, we've never given them that opportunity. Yes, we've made the schools larger to make them look more like campuses and things like that. But in the scheme of things, we have them in a very restrictive environment. You can't be in the halls. You can't go to the bathroom without asking. You can't do those things. So teachers and parents alike fail to understand why the child is so anxious. They're going to work even when the parent is there, working from home. They're going to work. I've had adults, some parents, some parents are even feeling overwhelmed from working from home because of the same reason. Yes. They got to clock in, but they they're not they're used to getting up and they're having a routine. And the thing is, with this pandemic, everybody's routine has been turned upside down. Yes. So you're going to see more children with anxiety, and it's something for you to look at. Don't just yell about. You're not doing your work right. Why? You know how to do this. You can't look at your children like that anymore. Because the socialization piece, which would give them a reprieve to be with their friends, even in the hallway for that eight minutes between classes, mm -hmm. all that has been taken away. And then the classes are cut shorter, and they have the same amount of work that has to get done, and they don't have the interaction with the teacher directly. So they might have to email the teacher something, and the teacher might have other students that she's trying to get back to. So by the time that they get back to that question, the student is like, what did I ask them? Yes. So that's the seriousness of it, the anxiety, the depression that's coming. It's because the demands are still there. You still expect your child to perform the way that they've been performing. Because yes, if they're in honors, yes, they're still in honors, but however, the whole dynamics of everything has changed. The expectations have changed, but you haven't given them the skill to meet that expectation now. Yes. I mean, that was so insightful. And as a parent, like, I have a five-year-old who's in school, and you're right, it is a stressful situation. Like, myself, what I had to do to deal with it was get help. I decided to put my son in a school where he could have a teacher because I knew with my workload I was not going to be able to deal with that change in the demand. So, like you said, it is very stressful. So. That's what I did. I reached out to get assistance, you know, right. to best serve him. But what are some other things that parents can do to not only help themselves, but also help them children that's dealing with this right now? What do you suggest? Okay, the one thing that I, I, I really think that everybody needs mm -hmm. is because we've been closed in with one another so much, we need to take time for ourselves. Yes. And, and I call that me time or self-care time. Yes. So that, your children need that just like you do. And parents tend to not think about that. So if they need to play that video game for an extra 20 minutes before they do their homework, let them do that. If they need to go outside and just be in the backyard for a few, if not directly with their friends. Some parents with the younger kids, uh, I know they've actually made play dates where the children get to see one another because that is, socialization starts very young. Yes. So if you have four and five year olds that are in pre-K and in kindergarten, and they haven't seen their friends since last, earlier this year, March, and now they're going back, 
they miss their friends. Yes. And this is when we learn how to socialize. So now you're telling them, don't share, don't touch, don't be nice, mm -hmm. don't get too close. So the children are getting a mixed message because when you're at home, get along with your sibling. Why don't you share? So you have to really realize that the dynamics of this is very hard mm -hmm. on everyone. But where we have younger children, they don't articulate like we do. Mm -hmm. Their frontal lobes are not fully developed, even into our adolescence. They always base on how they feel. Their actions are based on how they feel. So let's say he can't figure out, your five-year-old can't figure out how to do something that's online. You have a younger daughter. She hasn't done anything to him, and he starts yelling at her. Not because of something that she did, it's because he's stressed. Yes. And so those are the things that we have to look at. You have, oh, ask them, do you need to take a break, Christian? Do we need to take a break? Do you need to go outside? Do you need to, you know, go out on the back porch? Just take a 10-minute break, and we'll put the time on. Give them that opportunity to get away from everyone in a safe area and have their downtime. They want to go run around in the yard, let them run around in the yard, come back in, because it's helping them with the socialization piece that they're missing. So with that, and it sounds like you need to have good communication with your kids, with yourself as well, but how important are something as simple as hugs right now? Oh. How important is that? Because you know, we're in COVID, stay six feet back and everything, but when you think about the individuals in your household or your inner circle, like I feel like we all need that, some sort of love right now. What are your thoughts? Well, the thing is, is that you have to respect people's boundaries. Mm -hmm. That's number one. But the thing is also is that you have to show, especially our children, mm -hmm. that it's okay. Because if you're fearful, they're going to be fearful. And that heightens anxiety. Mm -hmm. So if you are a huggy person, and then all of a sudden you stop hugging, yeah. it's going to make your child nervous. Like, mommy's not hugging me. Am I doing something wrong? Even your teenagers. You know that, ah, don't touch me, but they like, you, they like to be touched. They like to be hugged or some affection shown towards mm -hmm. them. So even though it's COVID, I mean, if they're in the house with you, I hope that you're monitoring them to some extent. Yeah. So, you know, don't change the routine to the point where you're so stringent and straight-laced that it affects your children. Yeah, children and adults alike. Mm -hmm. Hug your husband. Give them a kiss on the forehead. You know, head a hard day. Go wash your face. I'll get you out of the <laughs> You know, so if they've been out. So there are just different things. You know, you need to make light of things. Take them serious, but don't take it so serious that it's a detriment to your family. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely appreciate this. And I want to ask you two more questions, mm -hmm. Jewel. Um, the first, and you did mention it earlier, uh, but what are some things, we're all about self-care. I know you mentioned the me time. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you suggest that females can be doing, or anyone um, for that instance, um, that can do just to really just help themselves right now and cope with everything the stress is going on right now. Most definitely. So this is this is my adage. Mm -hmm. I took the time out to find out how many minutes were in a 24-hour day. 1,440. I need you to ask yourself this question. Am I at least worth 30 minutes out of that 1,440? And at that point, what is it that you like to do for yourself? Eat ice cream? Don't need it. But yeah, eat it. 
You don't eat it every day, but do something for yourself. Go for a walk, mm -hmm. um, a hot bath, yes. a long shower. You know, so those are the things, but you, you carve out. It's intentional. Self-care is intentional yes. and it's on purpose. Yes. You, you have to make certain that what it is not by happenstance because that's not self-care. That's just something that happens. So just like you have your agendas for those that are very organized, <laughs> carving some time for yourself, 30 minutes a day. When you think about 1,440 minutes in a day, and you, aren't you worth 30 minutes? Yes. Aren't you, ladies, aren't you worth at least 30 minutes of the day? Like, Joe, that's such great <laughs> advice. Like, we really appreciate you being here today. And finally, the last question I want to ask you, and this is something that we ask all our guests because, you know, here at Girl, You're Amazing, we're just so dedicated. We want women to be confident. We want young girls to be self-assured, confident in themselves, loving themselves. And we want them to embrace what about themselves makes them unique and amazing. So I ask you, Jewel, what is it that makes you amazing? I think what makes me amazing is that I am wonderfully made and yes. I am unique. And when we don't compare ourselves to others, then you can live your life to the fullest. And you can love yourself for who you are. Because no two people are ever like, not even identical twins. Excellent. Well, we want to, Jewel, I want to thank you on behalf of Girl, You're Amazing. We're just so thankful for you to be here today. We really appreciate you. And for those of you at home, definitely please look her up. Jewel K. Rimmer, she is ultimatechoiceconsulting.com she provides so much help for individuals, for families she is a great resource and again we're Girl You're Amazing www.girlyouareamazing.com we want every single female to embrace that thought that you are amazing that you matter, that you are unique that you have a purpose here and at Girl You're Amazing you will be supported thank you all so much for tuning in and we look forward to the next time Girl, you are so amazing, and have a great day.